This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today's episode is another fun conversation that Mark and I had with our partners, Sylvia Henderson and Josh Silverstone over at Mind Team Solutions. It seems like whenever we get together, we enjoy each other's company, but we can't help but talk about all of these robust topics and we go all sorts of ways. This particular conversation that I'm sharing with you on today's episode is where we talk about the advantages and disadvantages of a company that allows remote workers. Does it work? What are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? What are the challenges? What are the opportunities? Because whether your organization currently allows remote working, it probably will need to in the future, especially if it's going to attract and retain younger talent. In this conversation, we cover topics like defining measurable expectations and milestones for remote workers, the joint responsibilities of managers and employees, the personality types that perform well with remote work, both from the manager's and the employee's perspective, matching those ideal personality types with each other, and the importance of communication and emotional intelligence. I hope you enjoy the conversation as you listen in, and here we go. Employers are saving money in their in their real estate portfolio by right. having their all you know not having offices and having their workers remote remote work remotely. But as has been you know has the challenge that's been there since since I since I was at IBM because we were talking flexible work schedules back then. And how does a manager manage an employee who's not there physically in the office? That is still the challenge today. And um, some, in fact, the government is starting to recall its workers. And that was just this week because, you know, they haven't figured out how to manage and tell whether those employees are really working or not. And, you know, is that a matter of not having the systems to measure the work? Or is that a matter of not having the trust and the management skill in order to manage that worker? Which of those is not, you know, which of those is lacking or is it yes? Well, and then to go back to the remote workers thing, if the manager can't tell whether they're doing the work, well, then their role is not defined well. There should be measurable, you know, and I think, and I think it's two-sided. I mean, everything is, is not just one facet. So there is obviously an element of a trust. If a manager even has that doubt, obviously there's an element of trust. But I'm sorry, if by the end of the week, and I'm expecting a proposal from Mark, and I'm expecting, you know, that he's reached out to 15 people, whatever, do I have a proposal? And who are the 15 people you've reached out to? Great. You've done it or you haven't done it. So, and I think that's... It's up to the manager to kind of, in the coaching cycle, right? Right. We're not why you know are we we didn't hit our objectives our goals well was that not clear did you know what you needed to hit why didn't you what can I do to help you right all right what can we do to make improvements moving forward mm-hmm. and then it kind of so you know that all yeah I need to give that a chance to happen and then is it the wrong person doing the wrong thing is there something else going on so you know if that conversation never takes place who's who's that fault on right so there is 
joint ownership of why something isn't happening or getting done. Maybe it is on the, the employee, but the manager or leader has to take some responsibility too and have absolutely. some action. So absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and there's training or coaching involved and some people are not built so to speak, to have a flexible, to be, to, to figure out their schedule flexibly, I guess is what I want to say. Some people are not built. I mean, I look at the difference between, um, I won't say names here in case we want to yeah. use some of this, but the difference between my partner who was a career government worker, it's excellent in their doing that government work however, has readily admitted, I don't know how you do, how you run your own business and how you schedule your day to get things done because I need, I need structure. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I given. need structure. Yeah, I need structure given, too. Right. right? not the micro, how do you type on the keyboard structure, but I need structure to know that, you know, Tuesdays are this or Thursdays are this. And I need to do these things in order to get to that structure. And they've said, I, I could not do, uh, well, I have a full week to plan my schedule. Wouldn't work. So some people just aren't built for that. And then, and no. others are, I think aren't, or are. And I think having the right person with that flexible schedule, with that remote schedule is also part of what makes it work. Yeah. And each, per, each type of yeah. person. You need to know your people, right? And how they're, and how yeah. different people need different things, right? So how you- And, and different people are gonna work better in that environment than others. Don works better than I do in this, you know, home business, you know- The office, get, the actual office. office. Home office, get it done. She can sit in this chair for uh, four hours and not work, you know, and not get frustrated or whatever until she gets up and finally realizes it's too much. But um, I can't. So is there a way to measure, to assess um, the kind of person who was most likely to succeed as a remote worker and a way to assess the kind of manager who is most likely to be a good manager in that situation? And if so, maybe talk about that. Yeah, I, I think I think there is. And then, but there's another element that I want to bring into it too. And it goes back to clear expectations and the roles and the responsibilities. So if, if, it's, if it's kind of wide and varied and there's, there's a lot of um, room for the employee who's working remotely to, to move in, some people, they, they value that. Some people can't take initiative. They will absolutely do what you tell them to do, but they have to be told what to do. They just, they're, you know, on the Colby, they're not, you know, quick starts right there they're like a very low quick start now maybe they're really high on follow through and so you can look at that too but if that doesn't have to necessarily do with whether they're good for remote work or not because somebody can be in the office and if the manager is expecting that this person's going to take initiative and come up with ideas and be strategic and that's just not where they are it doesn't matter where they are yeah yeah whether they're in the office or working you know remotely if that's the expectation, there are some people who just cannot fulfill that, and that's yeah. not a good fit. So it's really how you manage the said person, because it's sort of it's almost a critical thinking, sort of being able to decide on their own. Okay, this is what we need to get to. Here's what I need to do in order to get there. Versus the manager saying, knowing, hey, this is what I need you to do in order to get there, right? So whether they're connecting the dots 
on their own, for lack of better words, or if it's sort of done for them and then they're successfully executing on them, that might be a disconnect depending on the, on the person, right? Exactly, yeah. I remember taking, a, I was looking to see if I had it and I don't have it on my reference. I don't know if it was Colby or what instrument, but I remember as a manager in a corporation, there's a, there was a measurement or assessment that it, it looks like, and I see it online a lot. It has, it's a colorful, obviously quadrants, everything's a quadrant, but it's like, I always see it as a bell curve and it covers the, the manager, the leadership style goes from D1 to D4 and the employee or the person being managed is a S1 to an S4. And we had to, we talked a lot about matching, like the D1 was probably micromanaging or the reverse. And D4 was the hands just ha completely hands off, let them go. Um, and the S1 or whichever order it was, the S1 was, I need micro instructions. And the other S4 right. was, was the, Hey, the just tell me the goal. Yeah. I'll get there. And it was talking a lot about, right. yeah. How are you, a, where are you in the management scheme, leadership scheme and the people you're leading, what kind of people are they? Right. And that's almost what are you're you talking about. Right. right. Are yeah. you matching it up? Yeah. Are you, are you the manager, the leader that says, deadline is is three weeks from now we need this report you know and the person the employee though is uh but but i need to know like what i should be doing tomorrow and wednesday and thursday in order to get there and if the two aren't you know if the manager isn't aware of that and of course it's on the manager to know uh, this person needs that kind of guidance this person i just need to shut up and let them go yeah. and so i can't think of whose measurement that is but i'm looking it up now but it's i'm sure you've seen it because it's so I'd say it's a, it would be, forget whatever, if they're a D1, D2, D3, or D4, they need to be a good manager. Because a manager, that person's job is to manage people. You know, if they're a project manager, then they're managing projects. But if they're, you know, a manager in some department, then they are supposed to be managing people. They might have their preferred leadership style. Like they'd much rather be hands-off or they'd much rather be micromanaging but they need to understand their staff and their employees to be able to say, okay, so I know John needs a lot of structure. Let me, you know, let me get whatever resources and support or say, John, from what I understand, you really like a lot of structure. What does that look like for you? How can I support you? What resources do you need? Situation, Ken Blanchard's situational leadership model. But that's all of all, all of all of these assessments kind of measure are are you know for the same purpose. They're they're a a, a a conceptual, you know, they're a way to really have you speak the same language or have us speak the same language in an organization about the leader the you know how we run the organization, whether it's leadership, whether it's engagement, whether it's strengths, it's all to have a common language and a, an objective starting point so that you can make things better. Yeah. So, you Meet know, whether it's this at. model or yeah. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's the situational, it's, I know it's, yeah, this is no. hard on the screen. No. Yeah. It, it's that. It looks like that. Situ Ken Blanchard's situational leadership. And there's a bell curve in there. Just, just Google that. Right. Yeah. But that's the model that we've used that I, at, you know, in my corporate world 
to have that language. Yeah. I like that. I, it's, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's so many places we could go with that, right? Like the, like you said, whatever assessment you use, it's all about understanding yourself, understanding other people and, you know, speaking in their language. Just because I speak French doesn't mean, you know, and my employees speak German doesn't mean that, you know, they all should speak French. No, I need to understand that they speak German and do what I need to do in order to communicate with them. It's, or we uh, just both decide to speak English together, if we, you know what I mean? Or, but, or, exactly. Right. Yeah. But it, it can be, it's, it's not about making us all the same. Right. My belief, anyway. And, it's about and you're right. Differences. And you're right, it's an understanding what the other person needs. I mean, even come down to the basic communication of the two of us. I mean, we're of different generations. We communicate, our communication tools differ, I'm gonna say naturally. Mm -hmm. So naturally, I'm emailing or picking up a phone to talk. Naturally, Josh is texting mm -hmm. more, more than I am. And what I've learned that if to reach Josh immediately, I text him, even though it's not what I like doing. And, you know, Josh sometimes has to call me, even though it's not his, Progrudgingly. Like, yeah, grudgingly, yeah, not, not his natural thing, but it's, it's the whole basic of mm -hmm. how does the person you're trying to communicate with but need to be communicated communicate. to. Yeah. 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 Do the, the, the platinum rule. And I, and I treat uh, others the way they, they want to be treated. <laughs> platinum rule, huh? Uh -huh. Yeah. Instead yeah. of the golden yeah. rule. Yeah. Well, don't rule. not treat others how you want to be treated, treat others how they want to be treated. Ah, okay. Slight but very okay. important difference. It right? is. Yeah. It is. And you know, all of this, no matter what, in my opinion, comes down to communication. Yes. So yeah. what's the best kind of employee that's going to work well in an open um, office configuration? What's the best person who's going to work well remotely? Who's the best manager? It all comes down to well, communication and I'd say the emotional intelligence piece. Right. Mm. I'm really believing more and more and more on like really zeroing in on that emotional intelligence. Which is leadership, yeah, which is leadership though, right? And I mean, leadership is sort of your emotional intelligence and then is sort of how you feel. And then based on those emotions sort of di will dictate using that filter, how you communicate. It's sort of, yeah. it's almost like a- And that's the social intelligence because right? I've heard that well, term yeah. recently, social yeah. intelligence. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. As you can hear, sometimes we talk over one another because we get so excited and passionate about this stuff. So what are your next steps with regard to remote workplace? First, determine if the employees and managers have the right personality to be self-sufficient in terms of the employees and somewhat hands-off in terms of the managers, but able to flow in and out of whatever is needed. Because sometimes a little more direction and hands-on is what's called for, whereas other times a little bit of backing off and empowering the employee is really what's needed. Second, are the expectations of the remote workers clear? Are they measurable? Couple of things for you to think about. If we can be of assistance in helping you ensure that you have the right people in the right seats, even remotely, please don't hesitate to reach out for a complimentary consultation at www.theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.